Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator, writer Logan Hill. Thanks for coming. I'm Logan. I uh, write for a lot of magazines in town, from New York Magazine, New York Times, Rolling Stone. Um, and I love the first Horrible Bosses. You know, I think if you remember 2011, uh, the movie came out. We had uh, Nick, Dale, and Kurt, played by Jason Bateman, Jason Sudeikis, and Charlie Day. They battled some awful employers, played by Colin Farrell, with a comb-over. Kevin Spacey is uh, his sort of like Glengarry evilist. Um, and Jennifer Aniston is a sex-addicted dentist. Um, so that we had some very horrible bosses um, and some even worse employees, but somehow the film was great business. It made $200 million when it opened. And um, when films make $200 million, they tend to make sequels. Uh, the, the weird thing about this one is that it's actually great and pretty fucking hilarious. Uh, so we'll take a preview, we'll look at a trailer, and then we'll bring the guys up afterwards. week, we like to highlight local inventors and entrepreneurs. What is it that inspired three regular Joes to go into business for yourselves? Well, we were all working at pretty terrible jobs for some awful bosses, and we just thought, well, if we ever got a chance to be our own bosses, that we'd do things differently. Yeah, we came up with the uh, shower buddy. I'm sorry, that name's not official yet. I wanted the shower daddy. Shower daddy is worse on pretty much every level, so. Yeah. Why would your buddy be in the shower with you? Why would your dad? There they are. They're my shower buddies. I'll place the initial order of 100,000 units. 100,000 shower buddies. <laughs> we have finished order in full, and it is ready to be shipped. I'm afraid I'm going to have to cancel that order. Say Sorry, cancel? Good. We have our own new product, the Shower Pal. It's a better name, it too. It is a better name. Ugh. What were we thinking? Who bets on themselves? We need to find half a million dollars to get us our company back. I got it. Boom. Marker drop. Kidnapping. That's kidnapping. With one more P it is. That's kidnapping. Boy. Is that a Sharpie? I could give you a plan. 50,000. Come on. 600. It's so weird how you negotiate. Sneak into his crib, knock him out, and then keep that bitch sedated until daddy pays up. Name me one movie where the kidnappers uh, weren't incarcerated. Nine to five. Nine to five. Nine to five is this movie. I know what nine to five is. It's about the white woman with the big ass titties. That's the one. Come with me now. Come with me What's now. happening? I want to partner up on this thing. The kidnapping is off. No, 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 it's on. No, it's off. Okay. I think I'll call the police. This little one assaulted me. What? He's Fight Club himself. We got a Fight Club. Your options are... Legal options. Jack! Shit! I heard Jack Leibowitz. Is that an attorney? Gotta be. I'm gonna write that down. Jack Leibowitz. Do you have his contact info? Text my lady. I don't check in. She goes crazy. I didn't know you were seeing someone. Yeah. That's great. Sex addiction that we cannot change. A sex addiction? Found this gentleman out in your hall. Would you like to share with us? Just been getting together with the guys, chugging one after the other. Oh my God, God. He thinks it's an AA meeting. So your sexual addiction—it's homosexual in nature. My sex addiction. My sex addiction is, um, and then what did you say? Come with me now. The film opens November 26th, but like right now, let's uh, welcome Jason Sudeikis and Charlie Day. 
Yes. All right. Hello. Did you, when you were uh, taking the first film out, and I mean, the success was crazy. You know, Two hundred million dollars. The film's a huge hit. Yeah. Do you think part of that had to do with the way people hate their bosses in a very particular way now because of the you know, uh, income disparity, executive compensation, all this stuff? Or do you think it's more just hard? Uh, that people have always hated their bosses. I think people have always hated their bosses. I mean, Judas was like, yo, that dude is <laughs> suspect. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but... Yeah. I got Judas. Hey, I'm not your boss. So yeah, right? yeah, I, just, I'm not your I boss. got a lot of ideas to go to the book. You can yeah. try to put some ideas in. <laughs> I but, got, uh, give, me a, give me a gospel, yo. <laughs> um, Matthew. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> but, Matthew, get my back, man. <laughs> but... But uh, I think I, I I think so. But then you're playing an armchair quarterback. I think what people really really liked was you know uh, seeing three guys that maybe they liked from their various TV shows you know add up to one character, and then they like movie stars and Oscar winners and Jennifer Aniston you know uh, talking about fucking people and stuff like that. Like right? <laughs> yeah. Like let, let, let's not let's not be crazy and <laughs> say that it's based on society's situation that they're yeah. like I need a I need a way to to I need this satirized immediately. Otherwise, I'm gonna blow my brains out. It's a good release date and some of the <laughs> tent poles that summer didn't do as well as they wanted yeah, to. Yeah, that's a lot of it too. And right, right. it had legs. Love to shine, shiny colors on the poster. <laughs> yeah, it's all that and, stuff. Uh, Give it up for those geniuses. People walk towards it, shiny. So back, so back to your original, so that was one thing that we thought that they liked is the three of ours chemistry and the way we sort of played uh, our jazz together. But then also yeah. obviously, the, like, like I said, the other people on that poster, you know, like that are some of, all of which, you know, uh, that being, you know, uh, Jen and Jamie on this poster again, and then because of the success of that first one, both financially and, and you know, um, certainly not, you know, critics, but like definitely uh, fans, uh, as box office would dictate, they liked seeing, uh, we were able to get, you know, another double Oscar winner in Christoph Waltz and, and freaking Captain Kirk, you know, a bona fide movie star. Yeah. You know, it's like... Yeah. I'll segue into our clip there. Yeah. The, the setup for the new movie, oh, they, they decide to kidnap the son of the head of this big corporation. After he rips us off for half a million bucks. I mean, not just, right. again, yeah. it all has, you know, <laughs> a dramatic... He deserved to be kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, then, you yeah. know, there's, there's karma payback here. <laughs> so let's take a look at that uh, first clip. defending it. Give me the marker back and I'll come up with a better idea. You want the marker back? Give me $500,000 because that's what we need. Are you going to hold the marker ransom? Call it what you want. I need a half a million dollars. I don't need ideas and a bunch of hot air. Come on. Dale. Boom. Marker drop. Kidnapping. That's kidnapping. With one more P it is, that's kidnapping. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about kidnapping. Think about it, okay, first of all, we kidnap Rex, that's right? right? Yeah. We get money from Bert, yeah. we the save the money. business. What do you know about executing a kidnapping? What do you mean? You get you zip, zip, zip ties. Oh, jeez. We're not gonna kidnap anyone. Come on, this guy's a master business prick. He's at the top of his game. We need to figure out. Boy, look what we got. Is that a Sharpie? Jason Bateman, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, he's the funniest. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. I saw him do that 20 times. Yeah, and he I got still, me every time. Every time. I'm glad I'm not on camera for Are that. Are you kidding me with this? Yeah, he's so he's good like that. the funniest straight man in the world. 
what, what I, I feel like I read scripts and I'll read like a, a dramatic script and I can kind of get it. Why? Why are you reading good. scripts? What are you, doing? what are you doing? I sneak and I try to see what's coming up sometimes. Yeah, that's true. I get you. Know? you. Yeah, I do I'm a little with bit you. of that. Sleuthing? Yeah. <laughs> Investigative journalism. <laughs> Somebody's pitching me a profile of one of you guys. I yeah. got to see what you're up yeah, to next. Sure. You know? I love like it. trying to figure it out. And I have so much trouble reading comedy scripts. They don't, you know, because I, I feel like I can see the drama a little easier than I can see the comedy on the page. I have trouble reading them too. Yeah, I'm with you. When yeah. you see a scene like this, what does it look like that makes you think, okay, we've, we're, in the, we're in the place now where we can make this movie. It's going to be funny. Ooh. Charles? Uh, well. Maybe, I don't remember we, where that scene even we, came from. You know what we did on this movie was we, um, we did a lot of rehearsing and actually just sitting with the writer-directors and, and pitching things. So every scene, we'd already talked about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. So, um, Rehearsing sounds has such a weird connotation. Yeah. It makes it feel like we show up there dressed in like all black, yeah. and we explore the space. Yeah, with us and like with a skull. No, we it, we wrote. We sat around a table. Well, you know, the three wanna, of us. Yeah, and we did we did some writing with them. So. Oh, is there a legal implication that I I'm, don't know? I'm just trying to take credit. <laughs> I'm not trying to take credit, but Sean and John were there, the credited yeah, yeah, writers. They, 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 and then we they typed it all. Yeah, they typed we it just out. said the words. <laughs> That they typed. <laughs> no, and, that, I mean, it's true. So, uh, with the first movie, the the we we were very it was a very flexible sort of um, dialogue with what it was gonna what the words were gonna be. Yeah, they put you like in a space. So, like you know, writing isn't necessarily dialogue, especially in comedies. It's about like building this tension or this situation, uh, the dramatic arc, if you will. And, and that's probably why it's pretty unenjoyable to watch because it also gets modified throughout the process of making the film based on who's playing the parts. Like, we didn't know that Christoph Waltz was going to say yes. Not in our wildest dreams, would you think, as you're writing this, okay, this is Christoph Waltz. I mean, you hear that, you know, Bill Murray talk about that in interviews all the time where he's like, if someone writes a movie for me, I won't read it. It's like, you know, we're not Bill Murray by any means. Maybe if you added us up and, you know, multiplied us by, like, 12, maybe... I say I, I'm I'm you are I'm just a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> but, Enough of this guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you need the new Bill Murray. The n- sure. The newer, smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, Apple likes to make things smaller and smaller and smaller. That's right. right? There's, there's a value to that. You're, right, you're the you're the I Murray. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so, so like we, we we knew what we were doing, and and our our characters are sort of compartmentalized into three different parts of like the human psyche, almost if you will. Like I'm sort of like the id, and Bateman is like the ego, the one deciding between the super ego. He's the last one to come on board, you know, to kill, uh, you know, to quote his line from the first movie, to kill the bitch, you know, like like it's like. You, so if you're going through, that's our that's our stuff. So if you just put us in a situation, then we can sort of figure out what the lines are. And there's not improvising so much as like riffing on the chord that we're supposed to play. Like so, the metaphor is like a fake book. Like when you see, and you know music better than me, but if you see, okay, I play a C here, I play this. That's how I play Blackbird. Is like dun 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 dun, dun something like that. Then we just sort of figure out the fingering. <laughs> In context, that's we correct. We fingered both movies. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> to as climax. A, as a threesome. Yeah. You've, you've, yeah, to yeah, climax. Yeah. To yeah. a third act climax. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and that happens with each part as it's sort of you know brought in and rolled in. And so it changes throughout each process, both pre-production and, and the process of actually making the movie. And then, and then a little bit, just tiny bit, uh, at the at the end of it, um, if you've done your job right, you have you've made the editor's job hard by giving him lots of or her lots of options. 
uh, and then maybe you add a few jokes in ADR wise. But then, but then you have Sean and John, uh, the directors, putting in like the polish of you know making it feel like a, a heist movie in the middle of it, like a Steven Soderbergh movie, like Ocean's Eleven style. And that's all after the fact. He was explaining it to us in pre-production. We were all kind of like, yeah, I don't know, man, because he hadn't done that in his previous films. Yeah. So, so then when he shows it to us, when we show up and we see the screening of it, we're like, oh, I'll be yeah, darn, there it is. A great he job did it. Of that. Yeah. <laughs> Makes us look cool, like you know, like maybe gets us, you know, some auditions for like you know some Guy Ritchie movie or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. I haven't received those. Not hold my breath. Yeah, it's both a break in and a break out, mm -hmm. and uh, so you've got both of those covered. Do you um, were things certain things harder this time around, or certain things easier? Or did you find you hit any roadblocks along the way, or did you, you had the, the plot? The logic of the plot was was one that. Because we, because all of us are a little bit logic cops, especially Jason, Charlie, and I, like, and and I only mean that in the sense of like it has to make sense to us both emotionally, but then also mentally of of how they would do what they would do. You know, I remember us, you know, just yeah, one person. Yeah, I'm just kind a big like, believer in that. If it, like you can have people do the most outrageous things as long as you truly understand why they're doing them. Yeah. Uh, so and we have uh, the luxury of being able to talk out those plot points among so the three of us that you don't maybe get from 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 other films. Yeah. Uh, so it's harder it's in the beginning. In the beginning, we had a lot of long conversations with those guys about how are we going to make a sequel and make it as good as the first one and not fall into those traps. And by the way, for the record, I actually think this this movie is better than the first one. I would too. Um, but On the record, uh, and yeah. that's not just me. And Bateman does too. For for yeah, we, not, we just got done not doing. Just press. trying to sell it. Um, yeah. I think we have a great clip that will show some of that. This is the clip hilarious that we're all in the same room. Clip. Okay. Uh, we'll do the clip number two. The blade is in position. Majestic, in position. I am in. Kill shot is in position. Whoa, kill shot? Yeah, I want to be kill shot. Then you are kill shot, dude. I love it. That's a pretty sweet name there, Nick. Ooh, easy, easy. We don't want to use real names if we're using code name, Dale. Well, don't say my name either, Kurt. Well, mine was an accident. Yours was clearly on purpose there. I'm I don't sorry. think yours was an accident. What I are said, you talking you, about? You know, why are we on the walkie-talkies? We're in the same room. Come on. We're checking the equipment. We don't need to check the equipment. He's on a TV remote control. I know. I mean, I was trying to participate. Yeah. So that's not the stuff. That's... That's what happens in real life. <laughs> that's not Steven Soderbergh quite yet, but uh, but yeah, that's that's three dummies trying to yeah, do something. Yeah, three dumb men trying to do something serious. Yeah, it's always funny. And you've got new villains this time. So we've, we we revisit with Spacey. Mm -hmm. We we've see got him Aniston's for a little bit. Back. Yep. Jamie Foxx is back. Yep. And then the new additions are Chris Pine and Christoph Waltz. You want to tell a little bit about their roles in the film? Yeah. Well, yeah, so they're the guys that we go into business with, and they steal our company from us. Yeah, they're investors. Uh, and um, they're great. Christoph's a pretty scary guy. Intimidating. Uh, intimidating like, guy. Like, not scary. Like, he's not big and scary. He's just kind of no, like... No, no, no. Just, uh, you know, moving... Like, he lurks around. Yeah. He has uh, no shadow. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, no, and then, he, you know, he he, once he turns that on and is directed at you in a scene, it's it's intimidating. I think we all got it a little bit from him. In the movie, I mean. Like, the... Yeah. the, like the no, he's a jokester off, off uh, camera, but uh, they're German jokes, so they're... Yeah. Um, but... Uh, um, <laughs> But he's charming, and uh, and then that Chris Pine is is a pretty talented guy, and I think he, uh, you know, he he borderline steals this movie. He really was great and great to work with. He's a real butterface, though. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, well, most of that people don't realize is done in the makeup trailer. He comes to set. He's got black eyes like a shark. And yeah. They have to sew that hair in thread by thread. But, yeah. But they make him look all right. They do. It, they it do. comes together yeah. on film. Yeah. He comes He goes to set looking like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. <laughs>, <laughs>, Laughs like him, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, Chris, shut up. But yeah, they, I mean, it, it, I mean, I already sort of touched on it, but it, it, it's so flattering when you make this, this silly thing and, uh, and then it, it, it does well, the first one, and then you get this caliber of people saying, yeah, I'll do it. I mean, they got paid, right? They got compensated. We don't know how much. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah. not. It might have been a Make-A-Wish like thing. I think that they did, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, something. Whatever. However it happens, it happens. But they showed up, and they did the work, and they, they did the lines that we gave them. And, and yeah, we're both really, really funny. Chris has more comedy to carry than Kristoff, because uh, he plays, like, the heavy. And you needed someone that could play the heavy as well, if not better, than Spacey, who who is, like... I mean, that's the movie. I, that's the spinoff movie I want to see. If not a motherfucker Jones, like we're gonna do this like the Marvel universe. So he, <laughs> motherfucker, gets his own thing. You get an origin story, yeah. and then you get Spacey and Waltz. Oh man, yeah, just facing each other like that, and, and it's just one scenes them in a diner like that scene in Heat. Right, right. And it's just the two Trying of them to break just, each other. Just I'll put them in capes, give them some sort of electric hammer. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's what, that's what people itself. want. That's yeah, what right? they want to see. <laughs> Should we see that trailer? It's clip <laughs> seven? No, I don't know. Um, we do have a, a Spacey uh, clip. Though. That's oh, our good. last clip here. So let's check, take a look at Spacey. You got my email. I did. And I was very amused by it. I know Bert Hansen. I like the cut of his jib. And I do admire the way he bent you three idiots over a barrel and showed you the 50 states. Bah, see? Told you it was a saying. Wow. Now, Nick... Just, just tell me something. Why would you start production without at least a guarantee of 35% down to cover manufacturing costs? I mean, why would you do that? Are you telling a joke? Something funny? Uh, we assumed that we were dealing with somebody who was... No, that's the wrong answer. The right answer is because you're all morons! He shined a light on that, didn't he? So we have, yeah, one of our big things for the second one was to see the first one wasn't 100% necessary, although that has the 50 states barrel line, which is a line I say in the movie uh, and have an argument with Jason about it being a real saying or not. So there's like, I would say probably about five little Easter eggs in there. So if you know the first movie well, as we did, because <laughs> we were in it, uh, then, then there are little things, but by no means is there anything in there that you're like, you're like, I don't know what's going on. Pause the movie. I got to go to Wikipedia and see what, what's up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so don't feel like you got to do homework before this one. Yep. And Aniston's back and after you both this time. Um, mm -hmm. she, she seemed like uh, a lot of people were surprised by the first one, how far she went with the comedy, and people should know she takes it even further. And the second one, were you kind of surprised how game she was uh, to go even kind of more graphic and be a part of the... Sex addicts, addicts. Know, were you surprised? Group? I mean, you gotta uh, take out of consideration. I don't, I didn't, I don't know her personally before the movie. Yeah. So, um, it could, I mean, the first one certainly was surprising to people. I know that that was uh, part of the intent of both casting her and, and even her decision to do it. I, I, I think that that's, uh, uh, you know, and cool on her to do so. It, it, like now, yeah, she was came up with some of her, you know. You know, some of the, her own lines, you know, she was, yeah, the more the merrier. And she also had like it sort of dialed in as to what Julia would joke about and not 
joke about. And she's not joking. That's the thing. Like we're, She's joking because she's an actress in a movie, but the character is dead serious about wanting to bone the living hell out of Charlie's character. Like It's like to a, to a pathological level. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, not that it's not, not that you don't hey, deserve. What are you saying? You, no, no, no. I, merely that she really means it. That there's no, that there's no wink whatsoever. We all are seeing the situation and saying that's hilarious that she would want to do that. <laughs> but Julia, yeah, no, she believes it. <laughs> uh, you know why it's not shocking is because when you're there and you hear take one, maybe it's a little like, oh wow, and then take two, you're like, hmm. Do you think you should go up on cocksucker or <laughs> go down when you say, you know, and then like take eight, you're like, now do you want to uh, like assault me from this angle, you know, and, and then you, you, you know, you get bogged down in it and then you, you step outside of it, you step away from it, you're like, oh, right, that's Jennifer Anderson talking like a sailor. And, yeah. And uh, I, don't, I think even sailors would be like, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Maybe come on, some, man. Yeah, yeah. It's about time. That's, <laughs> right. That's, uh... it, it's 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 like it's about you know how they how the like the common knowledge uh, is that um, sex scenes aren't sexy. Like it's not shocking to hear someone you know uh, you know refer to the you know the male penis as a bomb pop and talking about which color they would go to. <laughs> that's just that's just good writing. You know, <laughs> it provides a visual. And, uh, and yeah. all three of you have had such good chemistry on these movies. Do you do you find that you have a same similar set of a comedy influences between the three of you? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, I think ba- so. Yeah, except one of ours, I think, is actually Jason Bateman, the guy. So, been doing it for so long. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I would say that to him, he, and I think he's always surprised by that. But but yeah, yeah. I mean, we're being around the same age. We grew up with certainly the same influences, and and being fortunate enough, I think. Did you have cable growing up? I did not. You did not. Oh, okay. I did not. We, no, Bateman but I had friends. I who did? Yeah, that's close yeah, enough. So yeah. So I would go to their house. Yeah. Pre-internet, you had yeah. to have your TV buddy. Big chunky dial. Yeah. I'm actually 77 years old. <laughs> you look, <laughs> yeah, I you look great. Look then. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say very much so. Like when we were list, but and yet when we were listing our favorites uh, recently, when people would ask us for influences, we didn't. We had certain overlaps, but we. I don't know if we all actively chose different people. Like I know, you know, Jason was like, you know, Bill Murray. Uh, I mean, I'm in the I'm in the Eddie Murphy Chevy Chase camp. You would be Woody Allen, and yeah. uh, and. But I'll ever like I'm not gonna. I mean, I made a joke earlier, but Bill Murray's my hero. You right. know, like right. Uh, so like, we were just saying different yeah. things to be good interviewees. Yeah, but you we all kind of grew up watching the same movies and television, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. yes. Okay. Another long, <laughs> mm-hmm. slow reply. Mm-hmm. Have you had um when you're talking about your bosses on set, right? I know you get the the question. Of you know, like, hey, did you have terrible bosses before and all that? So, uh, but in terms of being on set and working with directors, is there a difference between sort of a good producer boss, bad producer boss, good direct? You know, like when you're working on a show, say for a long time, uh, what and makes you are a good the boss? boss? Yeah, and and you, you are the boss. Yeah. Yeah. What have you learned from that experience? Are, are there things you? Uh, there's definitely good and bad. Yeah, I would like, say, yeah. Don't try to. I, I know there's times where we've been good, uh, using Sonny as an example, where we've been good at being a boss, and times where we, where we haven't. Where, you know, I think a good boss really collaborates and communicates, and sometimes uh, you do that well, and then sometimes you don't, and it doesn't work out with whatever employee you're working with. And I'll look back on a few of those circumstances and be like, oh gosh, I wish we'd kind of slowed down and and communicated a little bit better, but. Um, in terms of ha- me having bad bosses, I haven't had too many experiences oh, really with that. Yeah. I mean, on set or, or off. 
Yeah, they are definitely a, a good producer, bad producer. Uh, I mean, Christine Vachon, who, you know, uh, killer films, amazing movies, like, you know, any of Todd Haynes' movies or Boys Don't Cry. I remember reading in her book that a good producer follows the talent. And, you know, and he's never said it to me because uh, I'm not allowed to talk to him, but I feel like Lorne Michaels does, <laughs> did, has done the same thing. You know, um, and, and, you know... They usually have, if they have got a good brain in there and, and their intuition is stronger than the baggage uh, as an artist, then you can usually get something out of, out of, out of a, an actor, quote unquote, the talent, uh, that you, you can't get from anywhere else because they're literally embodying this thing. Even something as bright and colorful and as you know, broad as, as Horrible Bosses too. Uh, the worst producers that I would ever, uh, you know, um, have ever worked with and would advise anyone to not and uh, for the rest of my lives have been someone that, that takes people's hard work and then try to change what it is uh, for their benefit, for their, whether it be ego or their taste. And, and that's, that's really heartbreaking to see. And you, you hear about that every now and then. And um, it, it, that, that's, that would be a bad boss and someone that's, you know, worth being, you know, kidnapped and killed. Yeah. <laughs> get to work on that. Yeah. Um, and we'll do some questions. Hi. Uh, well, actually, first I want to say uh, I was fortunate enough to see Horrible Bosses 2 last week. Incredible movie. It was easily the funniest movie of the year. Thank you. Uh, and we're in November, so that's saying something. <laughs> if this was January 3rd, I'd be like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I, I've never heard laughing like in that one. Um, I've got two questions. One, um, was the one scene that you, uh, that took, if there's one scene that you had to pick from, what was the hardest to get through without laughing? And also, um, when, when you read a screenplay, what do you look for in it? Because I actually, Jason, I have a screenplay here for, for you. That well, I there you go. Well, that's the start, that it's an actual thing. <laughs> That's, that's literally the hardest part, so good on you for, I, I know a lot of people and have a lot of friends even, very talented people that haven't uh, had the, uh, I'll say it, the balls to actually sit down and actually finally type it up, so I think that's awesome. So that's, that's you know, on your side of things, that's the hardest that. part. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, a lot of people are writers. What have you written? Well. Well, I got this <laughs> idea. Yeah, you've written some, so that's awesome. Um, the hardest scene for me, in my opinion, uh, and was when, and again, you saw a little bit of it, uh, is when we are cracking the the plot for how we're going to handle the drop. Because that's what we surmise in the movie. That's when most people get caught in movies. We reference other movies uh, in there. And you had Charlie and Jason and I getting to act like action heroes with like sweeping camera shots. You know, again, something you would see in Ocean's Eleven. And we would, I mean, you'll see it in the bloopers of the film. Charlie, unfortunately, gets uh, pigeonholed or, or, you know, I picked get on through, a little I bit. I couldn't get through it. What was I, the line? Do you remember? I, it was some line like that, that was supposed to be serious. Yeah. Where I was like, he goes to the car. And yeah. these guys just would not. We're off camera, stop laughing just like laughing every time he's trying to be an action star. Meanwhile, Chris Pine nailed it. Yeah, like like nailed. Like we're just like, oh, these two wouldn't take prick. me seriously. So we didn't take ourselves seriously. No, but I, you had a real hard time. I, was having, I, I, I didn't take myself seriously. <laughs> no, I couldn't none get of us it. did. So I actually asked them to go to lunch, and then uh, came back and shot it with the director with you with you two guys, which we didn't know about until yeah. about a week ago. He told us the story. It's just one line. I couldn't us. say it if yeah. you guys were around. Because we're like, we're like yeah, and I'm like running my iPhone, you know, trying to like get pictures of him, you know, like or like video of him just breaking. Yeah, and so it's not a funny scene at if, all. If I ever do a drama, I, I won't invite you. 
To the premiere? <laughs> I'll buy you the premiere. I'll take it. Um, Big fans of an- the animation movies you've been, Monsters University, uh, Lego Movie, and Epic. And and for and note, note to Charlie, I love Pacific Rim. That was one of my favorite movies of 2013. Thank so, you. So uh, just want to know, what was your experiences like in all those movies and uh, for and for the animation ones for both of you, uh, the, what was it like being at Blue Sky Studios and uh, Pixar? And uh, what were what were John Lasseter, uh, Idris Elba, Josh Hutcherson, and uh, Chris Pratt from your point of view? And the other part is for this movie: uh, Is Christoph Waltz better in this one than in uh, Inglorious Bastards? Thanks. Uh, I'll, we'll I'll start with the last question. One, yeah. I'll start with the last one. Yes. See, I was going to say no. Oh. That's uh, art. That is art. Yeah. Um, well, I would say thank you for the compliments on Pacific Rim and Monsters University and Lego. I can take complete and total credit for all of that. <laughs> Liar. Uh, <laughs> no. How is it up there at Pixar? I've never been. It's, I have a sweatshirt. It's uh, exciting, you know. Yeah, you, I there's bet. a there's a uh, like a uh, you go to like a, one of the animators' rooms and there's like a head that you push and a bookshelf that opens. I and, love that. You stuff. know, you go into like a tiny room and yeah. you see pictures of Tom Hanks where he's signed the wall and. Yeah. Uh, and you know that uh, really, people that I really admire, um, Lasseter, uh, Jobs, uh, you know, that have walked through that place. It's an exciting place to to be. Yeah, Blue Sky was the same way. When I when I got to, um, um, they show you like a picture of what the character looks like, and then I sort of tried to. Uh, I played this um, this father who's like a, uh, you know, kind of a mad scientist, a little bit of a, a goofball who has this strange relationship with his daughter because everybody thinks he's crazy because he thinks there's little people that live in the trees. There are, uh, <laughs> not in real life, I don't think. But uh, they show you a picture of it, so then you try to like, then you're kind of looking at it. And for me, coming from like an improv background, I love that stuff because it's just like the days of Second City where I'm getting a suggestion, except I'm getting a suggestion from an incredibly talented artist and, and storyboard editor. editor. And so you're, then you're just kind of like, okay, well, how does this voice, well, he's a lot thinner than me, so I feel like his voice would be like a little bit like up here. And then you're kind of like, you see that he's bumbling, so then you add like, a, he's just got a million like thoughts in his head and then you just sort of start unraveling it and then they just give you multiple ta- you know, trials at it and then they start crafting the character a little bit like kind of like when you write for an actor up here that you didn't know was going to be cast you, they start crafting it towards you know, idiosyncrasies that you have, maybe the way you gest- gesticulate or the way you, you know, would make a choice within a, within the line, and then it becomes an extension of you and sound totally different. And now having, you know, Charlie's got a son, a little bit older than mine, I have a son. My whole goal, though, is to not show my kid uh, the, 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 the movies where I'm a voice in, because I don't want him to think that's what it's like. <laughs> like I want, I want to see like your movies first, so he knows that like dad's not in every movie. Like it's not like it's like it's that it's a surprise and special that I happen uh, to be in this thing. He won't connect the dots. My kid he has won't? A, no. He has an uh, uh, art from Monsters. Uh, yeah. Because they gave me a bunch of like toys and it, it talks. It, you right. know, it's just like I can't go back to jail. But it's whatever. your voice. It's my voice, and he's like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he doesn't connect. The, do you do the a different two. voice? I haven't seen Monsters University. Is it different than your I own? I can't do a different voice if I listen to this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what they pay for. No, I thought I did, and then I saw it. I'm like, that's just my voice. Oh, it I didn't meet any wonderful. of those guys. I haven't met any. Of, I didn't meet Josh or anybody. You do it in a, in a room all Josh. by yourself. Idris is a wonderful guy. Yeah. 
Hi, my questions are for Charlie. I'm a huge Always Sunny fan, right. like forever. And um, I was wondering how it was, like you play Charlie Kelly, who relentlessly pursues the waitress. And in this movie, you get the flip side of that, where you have Jennifer Aniston jumping on you. And oh. I was wondering how that dynamic, like how it's fun to switch that. Also, we see more of Dr. Newt, because I was him for Comic-Con. <laughs> you, you were Dr. Newt? Yes. Yeah, let me take a little look at this. How'd she do? How's That's pretty good. Unless you got the scars and the tie. Um... I, I I really didn't think about that uh, with the difference between Charlie, uh, you know, his desire for the waitress and Jen's desire for uh, Dale. Um, Julia's desire. Julia, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Jen, Jen's desire for Charlie. Uh, <laughs> Here he goes. Uh, this is off acting. to Dreamland. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it was nice. And I, you know, ten years of playing uh, someone that repulses women. Uh, you know, it's it's it, it, it was nice just to to get a little uh, to get it the other way. Shows you have range. Yeah, right. Question. You know? all right. First of all, I just wanted to really say thanks, cause um, I cause I have a I have a serious um, me, um, medical condition. And I was really feeling down, and then I found Horrible Bosses a while ago, and I've seen it like probably 20 times since, and it always just lifts me up. And I, and I've got some big stuff going on tomorrow. Don't know if it's good. Don't know if it's bad. So, I always just watch the movie, and I just wanted to say thanks for making it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. And so, so first, so first for 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 my question, I was just wondering. When you made the movie, did you ever like there were a lot of comedies, but did you ever see it becoming such a big um, cult following that it would attract children? It would attract everybody. I didn't see it attracting children. <laughs> I did. How old are you? Uh, fourteen. Yeah, see, yeah, like, that's passable. See, that's like, yeah, right. like that's all right. I went to go see Beverly Hills Cop when I was nine. Yeah. So like, I I know people who've seen it who were like eight, ten. Yeah. <laughs> And they're it's all in, they're all in prison, it's right? All those, yeah. all those. <laughs> uh, yeah, isn't that crazy? I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. I lo I, lo I love it. I, yeah. mean, I love the first I'll half of your it. question. That means the world to us. It Same really here. does. It, it like I, you know, uh, I wish you the best of luck with Me with too. everything tomorrow. Uh, and and know that those people usually, for the most part, know what they're doing. So good on you for 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 getting out there. Uh, but like I, yeah, the fact that I love it. I love that little kids, you know, like 14 to 8, go see things where we say shit, piss, and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I love it. Cause it's it, how I learned to be a man. Yeah, really. Yeah. I was the oldest. Of, I had two younger sisters, and my older brother, you know, was, you know, Michael Keaton and Bill Murray and all the guys that were Eddie Murphy. They, they were, it was TV. It was movies. And, and you know, it, 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 whatever, you know, trouble you're going through, it, like, it, it, it gets better. Like, it, that's just not just for, you know. Yeah. The things that that phrase is usually reserved for. It's literally everything. Like you can, uh, it's it's fun. It's fun. Like the further you go, it'll be fun. Thanks. And I was wondering if you could please us uh, uh, sign this. No way, for dude. Me. No way. <laughs> no way. For forty dollars, you give me forty dollars. No, of course. <laughs> Thanks everybody for coming. The film opens November twenty-six. Bring your eight-year-old. <laughs> Bring all of your eight-year-olds. <laughs>